Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Holy cow. Hi, you guys. We're back. Hi. (laughs) Peyton is exhausted. Would you like to tell them the adventure that you went on today? Sure. Okay, come on. Pick up your voice a little bit. Mm -mm. Okay, she's being a little drama queenie. But Peyton, well, she probably is really tired. Peyton was outside playing on a... What are those big jumpy things that has like the giant slide that goes down into water? And it has water, yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. my friend Presley chipped her tooth. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's right. Her friend Presley chipped her bottom tooth and it was like when I saw it, I went like oh god. It was it looked like oh god. It gave made me like a little dizzy. You know when you see something that makes you like look dizzy or feel dizzy? Yeah? No. Okay, Peyton doesn't know. Okay. All right. I'm going to say she does, but that's okay. Okay. We're back and we're ready and we're on book six. It's Ivy and Bean. Can you read about that? I'm doomed to dance. Doomed to dance. And this is book six. So if you guys have it and you want to read along, cool. All right. Well, if you guys did listen to this, the part one of this, we deleted it because we were just going to redo it again because we didn't really remember. Do you remember what happened? I don't either. Okay. Ballet or Bust. It was a book that started all the trouble. Read, read, read. That's all grown-ups ever say to me, said Bean. But when I finally do read, I get in trouble. She slumped into her chair. And then when, and then the grown-ups take away the book. Ivy nodded. It's totally not fair, she agreed. And they shouldn't even blame us anyway. It's called All Grandma's Fault. Ivy's grandma had sent her the book. It was called The Royal Book of Ballet. Each chapter told a story of a different ballet. You can tell we're new with coming back. Holy meh. It was called The Royal Book of Ballet. Each chapter, the story of a different, had a story of a different, a different ballet. Okay, I guess I would keep wanting to say ballerina of a different ballet with pictures of fancy girls in feathery tutus and satin toe shoes. Bean was at Ivy's house on the day that it arrived. They were supposed to be subtracting, but they were tired of that, so they ripped open the package and sat down. They sat down side by side on Ivy's couch to look at the Royal Book of Ballet. I heard that sometimes their toes bleed when they're dancing, said Bean. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And the bleed, the blood leaks right through the satin part. Ha- Peyton, have you ever seen the picture of the ballerina's foot? Oh my gosh. I'll show you after this. And anybody who's listening, you guys should Google it. It's a picture about showing you that when you look at somebody who do, does a lot of great work and it looks so beautiful and it shows a picture of their feet and how hard they worked and they have like blisters and band-aids and blood and ingrown toenails, huh? Like missing toenails. Oy, oy, oy. Um, that's gross, said Ivy, turning the pages. Suddenly, she stopped. Whoa, Nellie, murmured Bean, staring. You want to see the picture? 
you guys, the picture is a drawing of a ballerina with like <laughs> bloody toes. <gasps> is she kicking his head off? Asked Ivy in a whisper. That's what it looks like, said Bean. What's the, what's this one called anyways? Ivy flipped back a few pages. Giselle, she said, reading quickly. It's about a girl named Giselle who, um, dances with this Duke guy, but he's gonna get, he's gonna marry a princess, not Giselle. So she takes his sword and stabs herself. Ivy and Bean found the picture of that. Ew, said Bean. But interesting. Yeah. And then she turns into a ghost with all these other girls. They're called Willis, the, the Willis. Interesting. Oh my gosh. The picture shows a troop of beautiful women dressed in white. They had very long fingernails. And then, Ivy read on, the Duke goes to see Giselle's grave and she comes out with the Willis and they decide to dance him to death. Ivy stared at the picture. To death. Bean leaned over for a closer look. It was pretty amazing. Giselle's pointed toe had snapped the Duke's head, <laughs> head up so that his chin pointed straight up to the sky. It would fall off in a moment. The Willis stood in a circle, waving their long fingernails admiringly. Bean lifted the page, wishing that she could see more of the picture, but there was no more. There was, there never was. Wow, she said, shaking her head. She sure showed him. For a few minutes, Ivy and Bean sat in silence thinking. Oh, I think I missed a page. Hold on one sec. Can I put that right there, Pepe? We're on the opposite side of the bed, you guys, so I'm a little bit thrown off. Okay, here we go. Okay, Ivy said finally, I'm Giselle and you're the Duke. All right, said Bean, but next time I get to be Giselle. It was pretty fun playing Giselle, even though Ivy's mom wouldn't let, uh, even though Ivy's mom wouldn't let them dance with a knife, and they had to use a waffle, uh, a wiffle bat instead. After they had each Bean and Giselle, and a couple had been each. Oh my gosh, you guys! I am so sorry. After they had each been Giselle a couple of times, they were they were Willis waving their long Scotch tape fingers as they danced various people to death. Miss Noble, shrieking, shrieked Bean. I'm dancing Miss Noble to death. Oh my gosh, is that her teacher? She must have a grump teacher. Ivy ran to get the pair of her mother, a pair of her mother's high heels and pretended to be Mrs. Noble, the, a fifth grade teacher who had once given Ivy and Bean a lot of trouble. Bean was the, Bean the Will-Eye chased Miss Noble around the house, waggling her fingernails and screaming, Finally, when they were both laughing so hard that they couldn't dance anymore, they rushed into the kitchen and fell onto the floor. Well, look who's here, said Ivy's mom. She was making dinner. Mom, said Ivy, when she got her breath back, I have to take ballet class. Ivy's, Ivy's mom stirred something, into, stirred something into something else. You had to take ice skating too, Ivy wiggled her toes. Yeah, but that was a mistake. How do you know ballet isn't, isn't a mistake, too? Those skates were expensive. Ballet is different, Ivy explained. Ballet is not freezing and dumb. Ballet is pretty, and it's good for you. I'm going to take it, too, said Bean. That way we can help each other, help each other during the hard parts. Ivy's mom looked at Bean in a surprised sort of way. You're going to take ballet? Sure. Bean's mom, <laughs> Bean's mom would be happy to let her take ballet. Bean was certain of it. 
After all, Bean thought, her mother liked nice stuff, and ballet was nice, except for the part where you danced people to death. Would you want to do a ballet performance where you dance somebody to death? No? Yeah? I guess. I think that'd be fun as a kid. Be silly. The funny thing was, Bean's mother wasn't happy to let her take ballet. Not at all. You'll start it, and then you'll decide you hate it and want to quit. No, I won't. I'll love it, Bean said. I bet you one dollar you'll hate it, said Nancy. Nancy had taken ballet when she was Bean's age. Bean remembered the time that Nancy had cried because she was a chocolate bar in the ballet about candy. <laughs> but I'm not going to be a dorky old piece of candy, said Bean. I'm going to be a will-I. She knew better than, to, better than to tell Nancy what was, what, oh my God. She knew better than to tell Nancy that she was going to be Giselle. Nancy would just make fun of her. Ha, Nancy said. You have to be whatever they tell you to be. Nancy said her mom. I'll discuss this with Bean in private, please. I'll bet you, mom, said Nancy, getting up. I'll bet you two dollars she quits after a week. I'll bet you a hundred I don't, said Bean. Goodbye, Nancy, said their mother. Nancy left, and Mom turned to Bean. Now, honey, I don't want you to get into this in front of Nancy, but I do. if I do let you take ballet, there will be no quitting. Quitting? Why would I quit? You quit softball. But that was softball. All you do in softball is stand around and waiting for 500 years until it's time to hit the stupid ball, and then you miss it anyways. Ballet isn't like that. Peyton, do you know that I used to do softball when I was a kid? And they put me in, I think, I want to say left field or right field, whatever's the slowest, because I, I just didn't know what to do. I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. And the ball never came my way, so I literally just stood there, like she said. And so I learned, I taught myself how to make daisy chains. So I would <laughs> pick daisies and make a chain and put it around my head to make a daisy um, crown. And one time I was in the middle of making a daisy crown and they hit the ball towards me. And I didn't see it because I was making a daisy crown. Isn't that funny? And then I, my my family said, "What? why did you want to do this? And do you know what my answer was? Hmm. I like the uniform. I think it's cute. Isn't that funny? Kids are crazy. Okay. Her mother looked at her. Bean made her eyes big. I thought you wanted, I thought you wanted me to learn new things, she said. Her mother looked at her and looked at her some more. Nancy got to take ballet. Bean wiggled her lower lip. Oh, probably so to make it look like she was going to cry. She knew that trembling lower lip is very sad looking. Her mother laughed. You're drooling. All right. I will let you take ballet on one condition. And here it is. You will go for the whole session. Four months. That is 16 lessons. One performance. No quitting. And no complaining. No problem, said Bean. She jumped up and hugged her mother. When can I start? I already know how to kick. You want to see? Oh my gosh, this is going to be interesting. Do you think that she's like a girly girl to do ballet? Mm -mm. I don't think so either. It was not long before Ivy and Bean realized that they had made a terrible... Mistake. Yes. Bean began to realize it was while Madame Joy was talking about first position. You stuck your heels together and toes your toes apart. Big deal. Where was the leaping? Where was the kicking? And where was the dancing? Then 
Madame Joy chattered for a long time about nice round arms. Who cared about arms? Then Madame Joy started on a second position. Oh, excuse you, you little burpy girl. Oh, she was a cough. Oh, my a... throat itches. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, which uh, the second position, which turned out to be just a regular standing. Bean stopped listening. Ivy paid careful attention to first position. Heels, toes, great. Then she paid very careful attention to the second to second position. Arms out, legs out, great. Then came third position. Now, said Madame Joy, third position. For third position, we slide our right foot like so to the middle of our left foot, and then we lift one nice round arm up in the air, leaving our other nice arm round. Ivy fell over with a thump. Goodness, exclaimed Madame Joy. Let's try that again. Let's not, said Ivy. But they did. In fact, they did nothing but one, two, three, four, five for a half an hour. Oh, that's not bad. They only have 30 minutes practices. After that, Madame Joy showed them something called the plie. She acted like it was the most important thing in the world, but really it was just bending your knee and drip and dipping a little dip, dip, dip. Row, row, row your boat, Bean thought. Hey guys, she called, get this. She sang dip, dip, dip your knees. Nobody joined in. Instead, Madame Joy said, we save our singing for after class, Bean. Sheesh, Bean said to herself, you'd think she'd be happy to get a little more pep in here. But it was even worse when Madame Joy was peppy. All right, girls, time to leap like little kitties, Madame Joy said, springing into the air with her ballet slippers fluttering. She doesn't leap like a kitty, she leaps like a frog, Bean whispered to Ivy. Bean, called Madame Joy, you may lead the kitties. She twirled briskly around and hauled Bean to the front of the line, now, she said, smiling, you are a kitty. Leap, Madame Joy bound across the wide, empty floor. Bean closed her eyes and imagined she was a cat. She was a skinny black cat that wanted to catch a bird and then to eat it. Bean crouched. She twitched her tail and she narrowed her eyes. Rawr, she screamed and then lunged forward, landing on her hands and knees into the middle of the floor. Got him, she yelled. Madame Joy stared at Bean for a second, and then she said, Dulcie, will you show us how to leap like a kitty? Yes, Madame Joy, said Dulcie, only she said, Madame Joie. For some reason, Madame Joy liked that. Dulcie came into the front of the line and stood there with her arms out and her toes pointed. Bean rose to her feet. So I already did it, right? She asked. I get to be done, right? No, said Madame Joy. You need more practice. Go to the end of the line. Ooh, she's, she's strict. Bean clumped to the end of the line and Ivy stood behind her. Dulcie lifted her arms higher and smiled proudly. Then she hopped across the empty floor. Kerplop, kerplop. Then she reached the other side of the ballet studio. Dulcie stood before Madame Joy and held out her tiny pink dance skirt. Then she twirled on one leg behind the other and curtsied. Show off, whispered Bean. I can't believe that we asked for this, said Ivy, her eyes on Dulcie. We didn't just ask, we begged, Bean said gloomily. 
It was true. They had begged. After everyone had leapt, Madame Joy clapped her hands and told them that they had to be butterflies. Do you think that you would like ballet? You hated ballet? Yeah. Well, you only did like, I think you only did a couple of classes, so I don't think it was really, I don't think that really counts to say you hated it. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Like, Aw. Bean raised her hand. Can I be a will I think it's like Willis's and will I? I don't know. Can I be a will I instead? Madame Joyce stared at her. Not today, she said, in a way that she really meant never. Then she turned on some music, and all of the other girls ran around the room, flapping their arms and pointing their toes. That is Peyton's noisy water bottle, huh? (laughs) That's when Ivy and Bean turned to look at each other, and their eyes said, We have made a terrible mistake. The bad news beneath the sea. Every week, Bean and Ivy had to put on tights and leotards and went to Madame Joy's school of ballet where they fell down and hurt themselves, Ivy, and were bored out of their minds, Bean. Every week, they were told to watch Dulce plie and kitty jump across the floor, even though she was only five. Every week, they waited and waited for Madame Joy to clap her hands and say it was time to be butterflies. They hated being butterflies. But at least it meant the ballet was almost over. Oh, hello. It seemed like it couldn't get any worse. Then, one day, instead of telling them to be butterflies, Madame Joy told them to sit on the circle floor. We are going to be mushrooms, said Ivy to Bean. Bean didn't think so. When grown-ups asked you to to sit in a circle, they were usually about to tell you something that you didn't want to hear. Miss Aruba Tate, Ivy and Bean's second grade teacher was forever, forever gathering them in a circle for bad news. Like the class fish died over the weekend, or everyone has to start using real punctuation, or the pencil shopper, sharpener is off limits. <laughs> Circles meant trouble. Bean watched Madame Joy walk pointy-toed into a chair and sit. Not, no floor for her. Girls, she began, I have something very special to tell you. Oh, tell us, said, tell us, Madame Joie, cried Dulcie. She even clapped her hands. Honestly, that kid sounds annoying. I'm like a, like a, Joie. Yeah, Madame Joie. Could you imagine how annoying, huh? Just Joie. I bet you she's like, always tries to be like the favorite. Mm-hmm. There's, there's words for that, but I can't say that on this podcast. Madame Joie smiled. As many of as of as many of you know, we end each session with a lovely recital. A recital, girls, is a chance for you to dance before your friends and family so that they can see what you've learned. Ivy coughed. Madame Joy leaned forward eagerly. Most of our recitals are held here at the school, but this time we have been invited to participate in the world of dance. Isn't that wonderful? Several girls said, "Ooh." Bean was getting a not-so-good feeling. What's the world of dance, she asked. Madame Joy's smile grew. The world of dance is a gathering of many different dance schools from all over town. Top dancers, jazz dancers. Oh, I'm sorry, that said tap. Tap dancers, jazz dancers, hip-hop dancers. We will be representing the ballet. Each group gets a chance to perform just as in a regular recital, but will be performing on a real stage in a real theater. Ooh, some of the girls repeated. Bean was sick of hearing that. 
Ivy's hand shot into the air. Can we do Giselle? Giselle? Madame Joy looked surprised. No, goodness no. We will be doing a lovely piece called Wedding Beneath the Sea. Wedding Beneath the Sea? Bean didn't care if it, if it was rude. She yelled, she yelled, what are, what are Ivy and me? Madame Joy raised her eyebrows. I was planning to discuss that part next, but if you must know, you and Ivy will be the two friendly squids. Nobody said, ooh, squids? Ivy and Bean looked at each other. We have made a really terrible mistake. Not even like a jellyfish? Or like a seahorse? Or like a mermaid? Squid? Oh my god, that's boring. On the drive home, Bean and Ivy were quiet. That was because of the no complaining rule. Quietly, they got out of the car and they went to Bean's backyard. Quietly, they stuffed themselves into Bean's tiny playhouse and slumped against the wall. Squids? Who ever heard of squids, said Bean. I don't even know what a squid what a squid is. I'm not totally sure, said Ivy, but I think they're ugly and I think they eat people. Ah, great, moaned Bean. I can't even believe that stupid Dulcie gets to be the mermaid and we're squids. Oh, that is rude. It should be, everybody should be pretty. They're girls. I believe it, said Ivy. We're awful. We're not awful, began Bean. Oh, yes, we are, said Ivy. I'm worse than you, but you're pretty bad too. Well, that's because we hate it. If we liked it, we'd be better at it. I thought I'd like it, said Ivy sadly. So did I, said Bean. I thought we'd be, be ki- I thought we'd be kicking some heads off. And I didn't know about the positions and plies and all that. You know, they can't make us do it, said Ivy. Bean thought about that. Yes, they can, she said. Ivy sighed. It was, a, it was mean of them to make us promise not to complain, she said. Yeah, said Bean. They knew all along that it was horrible, that how horrible it would be. We're going to have to be squids in front of everybody, said Ivy. That's the most horrible thing of all. They'll all probably laugh at us, said Bean, imagining it. They can't. They're parents, said Ivy. Remember, it's friends, too. There might be even some from the school there, Bean thought. Oh, my gosh. And there's probably going to be siblings there, too, huh, Bean? But only if we quit. But uh, uh, if only we could quit. But we can't, said Bean. Ivy frowned. That meant that she was that she was getting determined. There, there has to be a way, she said determinedly. Nothing is impossible. That's okay. Bean stared at her. It's impossible for us to be good at ballet. Well, that's for sure, said Ivy, but it's not impossible for us to break our arms. <laughs> They're going to try to break their arms. Oh, my God. Squids in a fix. What, said Bean? We can't be squids if we break our arms, said Ivy. Remember what Madame Joy said? We're supposed to wave our tentacles gently on the passing tide. No way we could do that if we got broken arms, right? Well, that was true, but broken arms? That was going to be going too far. Being pictured her arm cracked in half. She looks pretty terrified, huh? <laughs> I saw a picture of a guy who broke his arm and his bone poked out of his skin, she said. Ivy made an ouch face. Yeah, I know, said Bean. Maybe we'll have to break them. Maybe we can just, like, sprain them instead. She didn't really know what a sprain was, but she knew that it didn't involve bones poking out of your skin. Uh, okay, sure. We can be squids with with strained arms. Well, we can't be squids with strained arms either. No way. So how, Bean said, they looked at each other. How do you sprain an arm? I think I said strained. (laughs) How do you sprain an arm? Uh, I bet it's like breaking, only smaller. 
Ivy reasoned. When she was a kid, my mom broke her arm falling off of the garage roof. If we want to just sprain our arms, we might want to find something shorter than the garage roof to fall off of. This made sense. <laughs> Can you imagine, Peyton? Can you imagine purposely trying to sprain your arm or break it? Oh my god, I'm freaking out already. This made sense. Bean looked around her backyard. There was the porch, but they cracked their heads open on the stairs. Mm, there was a playhouse. There was a trampoline. Hey, I've got an idea, said Bean. We'll jump off the playhouse into the trampoline, then boing off the trampoline into the ground. That should do it. What do you think is that a good idea? Mm. Oh my god. First, they had to drag the playhouse across the lawn and set, set it down next to the trampoline. These girls are crazy. Bean noticed that the playhouse was not much taller than the trampoline. They were going to have to jump hard. Next, Bean would climb up the plastic playhouse shutters until she was perched on the roof like a giant bird. Ivy took a running jump in the playhouse at the playhouse and flung herself off the roof. Oof, she said. You have to stand up, said Bean, or, you, or your jump's going to be too short. Yeah, you go first, Ivy said in a muffled voice. Bean rose slowly to her feet. The playhouse made a funny noise. Ivy began to push herself up on her hands. There was another funny sound. It was, <laughs> look at, she's on the edge. You can see her little hiney. <laughs> it was a bending sort of sound, a cracking sort of sound. The roof was caving in. Abandoned ship, Bean hollered and bounced onto the trampoline. But the two sides of the playhouse were folding in around Ivy like a taco. She couldn't abandon ship because she couldn't do anything. Bean watched as Ivy sank closer and closer to the ground. Are you okay, she asked. I'm fine, said Ivy. After a few minutes, the playhouse stopped sinking. And Bean tried to pull out Ivy by yanking her head. But Ivy said that hurt worse than being tacoed. So Bean yanked open the playhouse instead. Soon, the roof decaved de enough for Ivy to squeeze out. Then, Bean crawled inside and kicked the ceiling until the playhouse was almost into the shape it had been before. Whew, said Bean, sitting down. We're going to have to get some tape to fix that crack. She wiped her sweaty face with her sweaty hand. Duct tape. I love fixing things. But Bean, said Ivy, we didn't fix anything. We're still squids. Ah, dang it. Bean had almost forgotten about that. Her duct tape happiness had faded. She was a squid. A friendly squid. Well, maybe we'll get sick and we can't be in the world of dance, she suggested. That's true. If you get sick, you can't go there, huh? Mm -hmm. That's actually not a bad idea, Ivy thoughtfully. In fact, that's a great idea. We can't dance if we're sick. Let's get sick. Sick. Well, it would hurt less than spraining our arms. Okay, but how? asked Bean. Germs, said Ivy. We'll catch those germs and get sick germs said bean thinking i know where germs are at school miss aruba tate says that the school is full of germs and that's why she's always making us wash our hands but we don't want regular dirt germs we want sick germs ivy said we have to find someone sick ah easy peasy said bean she was definitely she was definitely cheerful now tomorrow find the sickest person at the school and touch him germs of hope Ivy and Bean stood on the playground of Emerson School. Around them were children running and shouting. There were kids dancing from the monkey bars and dropping off of the play structure. There were kids playing wall ball. There were kids arguing about Foursquare and some fifth grader girls walked around the field talking, which looked so incredibly boring that Bean hoped that she would never get to get fifth grade. Ivy and Bean leaned against the fence and watched. 
they were hunting for germs. Bean, oh God, I bet McAdam is full of germs, whispered Bean. McAdam was eating dirt. He liked to do that, but other than eating dirt, he looked perfectly healthy. Okay, does everybody have a weird kid that eats dirt in their school? Do you? Who? Don't say their name. Do you really have somebody? Oh my goodness, that's weird. Ugh, we need someone sicker, said Ivy. Look for somebody sitting down. If you sit down during recess, it's because you're sick. They peered around the playground. Oh, Drew's sitting down, said Bean. But that's probably because the yard duty got to him. What about that kid over there, said Ivy, pointing to a first grader, a first grade looking kid that Bean didn't know. He was sitting all by himself on a bench. Hey, he coughed, said Bean. Let's get him. In a flash, they were at his side. He looked up. Ivy nudged Bean and pointed his nose at, up. It was runny. Are you sick, asked Bean? Yes, said the kid. He coughed with his mouth wide open, and when he looked back up again, they were gone. Oh, oh, when he looked back up at them, what? What have you got, asked Ivy. What does it matter, asked Bean. He's sick. Well, I don't want to throw up, said whispered Ivy. Oh, said Bean. She didn't want to throw up either. You're not throwing up, are you, she asked the boy. He looked a little worried. I don't think so, maybe. Ivy took a step away. Bean stared at him, thinking about friendly squids. Can I touch your face? She asked him. <laughs> asked him finally. Me and her, we need to get sick. He wiped his nose. Um, okay. Bean stuck her hand on his face. It was kind of gross. Breathe on me, she told him. He puffed a big breath at her. She could feel the germs hitting her skin. Ivy was standing far away in the bushes now. Oh, Ivy was standing far away in the bushes by now. I'll just catch it from you, she called. Bean rubbed her hands all over her face. Thanks, she said to the kid. He sneezed. Bean and Ivy knew about germs. They knew that they didn't make you sick right away. You had to wait at least a couple of hours. Is it a couple hours? <laughs> More like a couple days, right? Mm -hmm. That was okay. Ivy and Bean didn't want to get sick during, during science. They liked science. This month, science was ocean life. Well, that's kind of interesting because they're doing ocean life and they're doing like an ocean ballet, huh? And today's ocean life was fish prints. It was art and science Probably mixed May. together. May. I think May is from, is May from Ivy and Bean? God, I don't remember. We are just out of it. I think May was from Junie B. Jones. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That's when she did the, the Christmas play and like sang the song to her, huh? That's May. Yeah. The second graders nodded. They liked art too. Miss Arubitate explained about fish prints. You took a dead fish and painted it. Then you dropped a pretty, it pretty hard on a piece of paper. When you picked it up again, there was a paint fish on your paper. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Then you used crayons to draw under the sea environment around the fish. Does anyone understand the instructions? Asked Miss Arubitate, looking around the classroom. Are the fish dead? Asked Zuzu. Yes, the fish are dead, said Miss Arubitate. Are you sure? Completely sure, said Miss Arubitate. Any other questions? The second graders shook their heads. Fish prints sounded like fun. Now, who is our who is our supply person today? Asked Miss Arubitate. Eric shouted the second shouted the second grade. Eric leapt to his feet, waving his hands in the air. Thank you, thank you, Eric. Please put one fish on each table. 
said Miss Arubitate, handing him a big plastic box. Eric went around to the room, carefully choosing one right dead fish for each table. Hurry up, shouted everyone. Paint and dead fish. This was the best science yet. Bean was itching. She was itching to begin. When Eric reached her table, there were just two dead fish left in the box, but he couldn't decide between them. He looked at one and then the other. Which one should I give you? The little one or the big one? Just give us one, shouted Bean. Maybe I should ask Miss Aruba Tate which one I should give you, said Eric. Bean reached into the box and grabbed a dead fish. Miss Aruba Tate, Bean took a fish. Dang! Bean looked around at her teacher. Was she going to be sent to the rug? She was going to miss out on a dead fish and paint? Miss Aruba Tate smiled. Next time, don't grab Bean. Bean loved Miss Aruba Tate with all of her heart. Carefully, Bean smeared her dead fish with green tape, and she looked down and saw the fish's eye looking up. Poor fish, she decided to make the most beautiful fish print in the world to make up for the fish being dead. Slowly, she laid the fish on the piece of paper and pressed, then pressed harder. It had to be good. Bean, watch out, squeaked Vanessa. Oops, she pressed a little too hard. Ew. The fish was kind of bent. Oh, boy. She lifted it up and she peeked at her print. That was kind of bent, too. It's not. You wrecked it, said Vanessa, and your fish is all, your fish print's all lumpy. It's not lumpy, said Bean. It's about to have babies, said Ivy. Yeah, said Bean. She handed the fish to Ivy. I did it on purpose, said, she said to Vanessa. While Ivy made her fish print, Bean drew an under-the-sea environment for her fish. Kelp an octopus, a sea anemone, a wrecked ship with ghosts. Science was forever her favorite, for sure. Science, science was my favorite subject, too. I liked animal science when it, like, talked about animals and, you know, learning about how their bodies work and stuff. Tight tentacles. Ivy and Bean worked so hard on their fish prints that they forgot about getting sick. It was only on the way home that they remembered. Ivy looked down Bean's throat. It's pink, she said. It's always pink, said Bean. She felt her forehead. I have a headache, she said. That's good, said Ivy encouragingly. But when they got to Bean's house, Bean's mother said that the person with the headache was too sick to eat ice cream. And that's when Bean realized that she didn't have a headache after all. She felt fine. And she still felt fine the next day and the day after that. Ivy touched a kid with a rash. Nothing. Eric sneezed on Bean eight times. Nothing. Half of the kids in first grade all had lice, but Ivy and Bean decided that lice wasn't, wouldn't help. Their mothers would make them be squids with lice. By the end of the week, Ivy and Bean were completely unsick, and they needed a new plan. But what? What would you, what plan would you say? Probably, um, get sick. I know, but what if you don't get sick? You just gotta do it. We would go to the gas station. Yeah. We'd probably go out of the car and pretend to throw up. You could pretend to throw up. No. I'll like you can lick the keyboard p- keys on. The- Ooh, kids pick their nose all the time, and then you touch the keyboard keys. Ah, uh, <coughs> that makes me. Blah, blah, blah. That's how you get sick. Okay, you got it. Yep, there it is. Usually, Bean didn't worry too much. In fact, grown-ups sometimes said that she didn't worry enough. But that, wait a minute, did we skip a page? No, we didn't. Um, that she didn't worry enough. But that weekend, even while she was doing fun things, like going to the fair, 
that included a giant slide, being worried. Mostly, it didn't feel like worry. What it felt like was fun with a little bit missing. When Bean came whooshing down to the bottom of the giant slide, she thought, why don't I feel totally great? And then she remembered, because I have to be a squid in front of everybody. You know that feeling where you just feel sick to your stomach? It's like butterflies, but the bad butterflies. And then you go like this, poo-poo, and then you have to go to the potty. (laughs) Ivy worried too. Ivy usually didn't worry about real life. Ivy usually worried about things like the the Permian extinction when a whole lot of animals died. The Permian extinction was very upsetting. But it happened 250 million years ago, so it wasn't it wasn't real life anymore. This weekend, Ivy didn't think about Permian extinction extinction. She thought about how she would feel about being a squid on stage in front of a whole lot of people. She knew how she would feel. Stupid. She'd probably even trip because she usually did. And even if she didn't trip, she would be a squid. Everyone would know that Madame Joie had made her a squid because she was the worst dancer in class. Too bad the the Permian extinction, extinction didn't wipe out squids, Ivy thought. On Sunday afternoon, Ivy went over to Bean's house to be measured for her squid costume. Bean's mother had said she would make both squid costumes because Ivy's mom didn't know how to sew. But it wasn't even a real costume. Madame Joy's picture showed a white leotard with circles of droopy white tentacles hanging from the waist. Madame Joy said that the tentacles were a breeze to make Peyton's... uh, Peyton? Oh my god, a a breeze to make. Bean's mom didn't think so. Whoever heard of squid costumes anyway, she muttered. No complaining, said Bean. None of your lip there, Missy, her mother said. That was worse. That was grown-ups. That was grown-ups for you. They never followed their own rules. And if I suppose, and if I, su- if I stuff a bunch of socks, or if I stuff a bunch of tights and, and sew them on, then Bean's mom mumbled. Bean and Ivy exchanged looks. Tights, Bean said. Peyton, what would you do if I did, like, tights and I stuffed socks in them and made you wear them as a squid costume? Would you be so embarrassed? Her mother looked up. Yes, tights. Stuff tights for the tentacles. Do you have any better ideas? Bean thought of the Willis in her long feathery dress and thought of herself stuffed with bouncing around, bouncing around with stuffed tights on her waist. Tights it is, said her mother. We're going to look like idiots, said Bean. No complaining, said her mother. Monday started out badly. Miss Aruba Tate was was at choking, wait, Miss Aruba Tate was at choking class. Oh, I get it. The principal had a waving piece of paper. Who knew Who knew what this was about? Does anyone have any questions about our trip, asked Miss Aruba Tate. What trip, asked Bean? Will someone tell Bean about our field trip to the aquarium? If Miss Aruba Tate, said Miss Aruba Tate, Emma? We're going on a field trip to the aquarium, said Emma. To see ocean life, said Desit. We're going to see them feed the sharks said eric raw meat and baby penguins said zuzu they're gonna feed baby penguins to the sharks said eric he clashed his teeth together like being a shark they're gonna feed the the penguins baby sharks peyton i mean they're gonna feed the sharks baby penguins just kidding said miss arubitate oh oh eric eric said miss arubitate just kidding miss arubitate said eric oh man i thought the teacher was cool for a minute 
Oh, said Ivy in a very long, loud voice. Everyone's looking. Everyone looked at her. Ivy hardly said anything in a very loud voice. Ivy? asked Miss Arubitate. Ivy gave, gave Bean an enormous smile. Then she turned to Miss Arubitate and said, I was just thinking about how much I love ocean life. Okay, we're halfway done. You want me to stop? You want me to keep going, Pay? What do you think? Do you want me to stop or keep going? Well, she's, she's like slightly moving around, guys. And it's 40 minutes, so I think we're going to stop. And we'll just uh, do another one tomorrow. You want to say goodbye? Say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She's falling asleep, you guys. See you guys later.